Good evening or good morning or wherever you are. This is Trish Jenkins on Trish TV and I have got a very special guest for you today, Diane, Diane Bogino, who interviewed me a week or so ago and we hit it off so well and she was so inspiring and has suddenly become a mentor to me that I wanted to share her with you because her story is really one of triumph. So hold on to your sand shoes, buckle up because we're going to have such a great time and we will just, I was going to slide straight into that promo video, but here we go, we're going to, we'll be right back. The strongest prison bars are in your head. Leaders and teams, it's time for a jailbreak. Welcome back. And Diane, it's so good to have you on. Welcome to the show. It is a pleasure to spend some more time with you, Trish. That is a powerful opening. I love it. Oh, I'm so excited about it. I'm so glad I got it done. It just, it's a new year and it's just all the energy that I feel for, for, for what I'm able to do and where I've come from. And you and I both have had a history of, of overcoming obstacles and uh, and now what what you do now is is uh, helping people to overcome obstacles and be better in teams and in business and so on and and I want to make sure I want to put your website up performstrat.com and uh, Diane would you like to just give us a, a quick idea of, of uh, what you do for people now and then we're going to go back into your story because people will not believe that you're able to do this coming from where you've come from Right. Uh, what I do is uh, team building with my Tandem Team X-Ray program and do coaching from that program uh, with executives, but I also help individuals and I like to help people get out of their own way because I've had to get out of my own way to reach any uh, modicum of success. So it's kind of like I've been there, done that. I know what you go through to get there. So I uh, look forward to helping people find that spot and get over things that are holding them back from their success. That's so good. Now, there's a lot of people out there who want to be, um, you know, that they'll say, oh yeah, I help you get out of your own way. I help you with this, I will do that. But they are all about the, the, the quick answers and, and you don't really get to hear the credibility of where they've come from and not just, oh yeah, I didn't have any money and now I've got lots. The purpose of this show is to go behind the scenes and really get that authentic story behind it all. So would you like to take us back and give us a little bit of your background? Because I've called this from victim to victor. And you, you were a genuine victim, not just a poor me, but you, you genuinely had no choice about your start in life. So just share as much as you're comfortable with sharing about that. And then we'll talk about the shift. Sure. Um, Around the age of uh, five and a half, I was taken away from my parents, my two older brothers and I. Um, we were found on the street. My older brother had started a fire. They took us home and found my father passed out drunk with my aunt. My mother was coming home from the hospital where she and my father had had a fight. Well, they immediately took us away from our parents and placed us in foster homes. Um, I was sexually molested in the every one of the three homes I was in. Um, oh. The first home was another 
kid that was there. The second home was the woman's three teenage sons. The last home was the foster father. At that time, my mother and father had had another domestic argument and my father wound up dead. My mother went to prison. The wow. state the state was going to put me up for adoption, but they couldn't get any takers, Trish. So I had an aunt and uncle that took me, uh, and that's how I got to Atlanta. And two years ago, I found out that that man was not actually my biological father, that I came from another family. <laughs> so here oh I am. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Wow. And, and you know... I mean, as people know, um, with, with my background, I spent some time incarcerated and a lot of the women I was in with had similar starts in life to you and because their stories would be similar over and over and it, it tends to, it, it quite often tends to take them off track and and um, and yet that, that didn't happen to you. You had all the reasons under the, and this is not a criticism of them and saying, well, they should have made different choices and I guess we can all make different choices, but uh how is it that you didn't go in that direction and i i'm going to ask you how it was but i'm also going to ask you about more about the emotional side of that as well so let's go with that you were what you were a teenager well when did you well at the age at the age of nine is when i came to atlanta uh, i think it was the summer before i was nine so all that happened before the age of nine and um i had a I had a rough uh, teenage years. You know how teenagers, teenage years are bad enough, but when you have the feeling that you're useless, worthless, ugly, uh, no talent, you know, it, it makes it even worse. And I was extremely shy and just kind of kept to myself for the most part. And actually, I'm just now learning to put myself out there uh, to promote myself for my business, Trish. Uh, so. And, and a lot of that comes from people like you setting the example. So your role models can be found anywhere. And yes, you're right. You do have to make choices. And here's the sad part. My story is not the saddest story out there. Yeah. By a long shot. Yeah. So, okay. You, you would have had a different, like, it's not like, it's not as though because you were nine and you changed locations, suddenly things were better because we know those things follow us. They, they, they affect us and they inhibit us and, and dictate our behavior to a degree. And so you had that lonely, sad uh, teenage years of, of feeling rejected and, and unwanted. Um, and yet, because I was reading your book, Diane has a fabulous book um, about uh, finding your bootstraps and pulling yourself up by your bootstraps. And, and we're going to uh, share about that as well. Uh, and I was reading about how you made some decisions around how you wanted to live your life. So talk to me about pulling away from that negativity. Mm. Well, you know, the, foster, the, the final foster home I was in was a middle-class neighborhood. Um, the foster father was an engineer, so it was a nice home. But when my aunt and uncle took me and brought me here to Atlanta, even though we lived in the city, they were on an unpaved street. We had an outhouse and my bedroom had no insulation. So there were sheets of ice on it in the winter. Wow. So in many ways, it was kind of a step down. 
And uh, they were already elderly and had never had any children of their own, and they were extremely strict. I mean, my aunt just thought that, you know, don't let this kid breathe is the way to raise her. But seeing those two types of lifestyles, I think, helped me to decide I don't want to be like those people who did those things to me, and I don't want to live in this poverty. Not that I'm rich now, but I certainly would rather live in a nice house like the, the third home without the abuse, of course. So it helped me to see life from two sides. Right. And also I had a I had two other things, I think, going for me. One was um, my curiosity to learn. I just want to learn about everything. And um, my optimism. So I think those helped pull me through as well. How did you how did you stay optimistic with <laughs> was it just that you were great like even though you were in poverty you were grateful no one was touching you up? Like, you know, did you look <laughs> yeah. for the good? Like how did you how did you stay optimistic? Or was it natural or what? Uh, I think some of it is natural. You know, I work with assessments in the disc and, and yes, yeah, some of the stuff is in, is in our DNA because some people are pessimistic and some people are optimistic. Um I, like I said, I always wanted a better life and I, I just could not wait to get away from my aunt and uncle and make my own decisions. And it wasn't just them. It was that whole scenario of everybody else having control over me sure. and me not being able to control any part of my life or my body, seemingly. So uh, one day they went to buy groceries. I was 18 and I... I had already arranged to get an apartment with a schoolmate and I, I just left home. <laughs> wow. You spread your wings. Yes. Wow. That's, over it. <laughs> my, you, you, yeah, you were. And, and so um, that's just brilliant. Now, obviously there was a journey there and we don't need to go into all of the details uh, in the time that we have, but there were some key learnings between then and now that you have put into your book and uh i'd i'd love to um talk to you about some of those so um when i was looking at it there's in fact when you when you emailed me i saw this i saw this and i, I thought this was in your signature i think it was in your signature instead of yes. taking the, the time to whine make the time to take action now talk to me about this so this is how people get in their own way. This is one of the many ways. They get mired down in what happened. You cannot change the past. You can only make the future better. There's another one. Let's record that one for sure. Oh, okay. Hang on. <laughs> but can't change the past. You can only make the future better. Let me, right. let me add that one. <laughs> you cannot... Um, give the people that in my case uh, abused me any I, I don't want to give them any more of my time my thoughts my emotions they don't deserve it they don't Wrong. deserve Wrong. any part of Wrong. me so um you have to move forward there's there's really no other choice in my mind because if you don't move forward you're never going to be successful or have your dreams and you must dream and you must set goals yeah yeah that's so good oh whoops wrong one hang on <laughs> Here we are. i was trying to spotlight you 
<laughs> You're better looking. So that's okay. We'll just we'll just stick with the two of us for now. So that's that's really good. I, I love that you can't. Yeah, it, I, that that's great. Now, um, one of the things I would like to oh, let me see. That that was one of them. Now another one that I loved was this one. Mm. Now talk to me about this one. I just this is just gorgeous. Yeah. Um, in our heads, we talk to ourselves all day long, and most people have negative thoughts. And if you make a mistake, you stupid so-and-so, how could you do that? You are always making mistakes. You always mess up. You must stop talking to yourself in that manner. And I, Trish, actually had to say out loud, stop. I had an epiphany one day in my 30s. I came home, I don't know where I had been, but I came home and it just occurred to me that none of my friends talk about themselves or think about themselves the way I did. And I said, life just cannot be meant to be this way. There's got to be something different out there. And that is when I got into therapy. That's, um, I'm glad you mentioned that about, about therapy because some people feel like that's just weak, um, that, you know, you, you should be able to just you know, read a book and fix yourself up or talk to, talk to us about the value of, of, and obviously you want to go to a good therapist. You don't want to, you don't want to just talk to some strange person. Yeah. So, so talk to us a little more about that. Yeah. You've got to do your research and get a good therapist. And, you know, I was actually coaching someone today who looked at getting help, just as you say, they, they just think they should be able to do everything themselves. Well, some things are so deep-seated and he mentioned about how his parents must have had some different mindset than he because he has no self-confidence he's very capable he's a nice looking guy he's very good family man uh he has a lot of great qualities but he has these messages playing in his head so you can't go it alone and uh, i'm in some mastermind groups uh, of my peers or colleagues, uh, business people. And I have developed some friendships from those. And you get, you find out so many neat things that other people are doing that help you as well. And you're able to contribute to other people's success. And it's really a, a, a great way to spend some time and to know that you're giving back. That's, that's just awesome. I love that. I love that. Now, what else have I got here? Oh, someone's made a comment. Let's see who's on. Hello, Anthony. It's lovely to see you. And yeah, Anthony says it's a fascinating insight. So wow. yeah, and, and he's joining us from LinkedIn. So we're on LinkedIn, we're on Facebook, and we're on YouTube. And while you're there, if you'd like to, if you are watching live or if you're watching the recording, please give us a like, make a comment and, uh, and share. That would be great. And also uh, subscribe if you're on the uh, YouTube channel. And Diane has her own YouTube channel where she interviews fascinating people as well that you'll be able to go to and subscribe to as well. Thank you for your comment, Anthony. Lovely. Yes. All right, then. Um, so after Whisper Sweet Nothing, you, you do have a number of, like each chapter in your book is, is one of these gems. You said there's 11 steps. Um, but here's one that I really, really love. 
be the hero of your own life. And I think that was connected to overcoming fear. Talk to us about that, Diane. Right. You know, we have these superheroes and they wear their capes and they take off in the sky and they conquer everything. But we do that every day. We do it every day. And people think it's nothing, but it is. It takes a lot of courage. It takes courage to do what you do. Look what you did, Trish, with such a bad... I mean, I cannot, it gives me cold chills just to think about going to prison and and how you wound up. But look what you've done with what happened to you in those circumstances. And in a, in a sense, I've done that with my life too, in writing that book, because I don't want anybody to suffer the way I suffered with the thoughts in my head and how I felt about myself. Yep. You cannot imagine that... Um, I don't know where I felt, talk about bravery and courage and facing a fear. I I felt awful about myself, but I started modeling and they, they, they took me in as a model. I was, I was only five, six, but I was on the runway in a show one day in this gorgeous black dress with sequin straps. And a guy in the audience said, you look great in that dress. And I mean, that did so much for my ego. It was amazing. Mm. So it, those things take courage. I didn't go to school to college till I was in my 40s because I thought I was too stupid to go to school. That's how bad I felt about myself. It took a lot of courage to apply. And when I <laughs> when I got into school, I was in the English honors classes. And I thought, these idiots have got my records mixed up with somebody else. <laughs> But it was true, yeah. And now I have a master's, yeah. Oh, look, and you are the master of your life. That's, isn't it true that, that we don't even realise what messages have gone into us that until we go to try and do something, we think, oh, no, I can't do that. And yet when we when we silence those voices then and we step in and we do it, we can actually do it pretty well. So, you know, we don't know. And it doesn't matter if we don't do it well, at least we've had a crack at doing it and, and doing right. something. Like going virtual with with this this show that I've got and, and a lot of speakers too have had to go online instead of offline. Well, it starts off not so great. It starts off with mistakes and cameras falling and dogs barking and all that sort of stuff. But it gets better with the doing yes. and just, just having having the humility to go, you know what, I'm going to have a go. Let's just, let's just have a go at this. And... Uh, that's right. And this morning we were talking about the the book um, "Start Ugly," uh, that uh, that was mentioned by. Um, anyway, there's there's a book out called "Start Ugly," which is basically saying, you know, just just start, just get it started. Don't wait for everything to be to be perfect. So, yeah. and and it's in the doing that that you find the healing comes, and often in the sharing of the story and the solutions, and you and what you'll do for someone else, you might not have done for yourself, but in doing that for someone else. Um, that helps and writing a book you know I found too that that in the book you're actually writing something that solidifies it in your mind and you go yeah these lessons actually work and and these ones work those ones didn't these ones do and this is I would like to share with people uh, your website and your book well actually you said well, let's have a look at the website first, and then if people would like a copy of your book, you have so generously said if they email you, you will send it to them. I will. Um, yeah, and, and you've sent it to me, and I'm partway through and, and loving it. And, in fact, what I'm going to do is read out some of the um, 
chapters in there, uh, you know, um, as we've said, whisper sweet, nothing's in your own ear. Um, a support system, no one's an island. Find your passion, do what you love. Uh, oh, here's one. Embrace error messages. <laughs> Embrace error messages. Change is seldom faultless. Now, we're in an era where where we can blame so many things in our circumstances and you had every right to, to blame external circumstances. So talk to me about these error messages. Well, it's it's kind of what you were just talking about trish um just start people do that's how another way people get in their own way waiting for that perfect moment there is no perfect moment there is no perfect video there's no perfect interview but you have to start you and i did not wake up or jump out of our mother's womb knowing how to do this stuff no and uh it takes trial and error and you just persist and keep doing it until you become good at it and then technology will change again and you'll have to learn something else but that's mm -hmm. life mm -hmm. life is nothing but a series of changes now granted we've had some pretty serious ones here lately but this is what we humans do we adapt and we adapt for life or we die that's right so yes that's so awesome i i, I love that now your website is performstrap.com. I'm going to go ahead and share the screen to show your website. And we have it here. I'm gonna take that off for a bit so we can see. So it's performstrap.com. This is Diane's website uh, where you can find out more about what she does and particularly building high performance teams, improve communication, increase productivity uh, there's a little video there for where she's talking about and tandem team x-ray is that something you'd like to so every successful organization has high performing teams they begin at the top with the executive team self-knowledge is the foundation of leadership critical and strategic thinking get started here look see, oh there's a click there so shall i click on that and see what's next let's Have hope it works <laughs> Oh, okay, great. So people can yeah. sign in and, and start to find out more. Brilliant. So do that. Have it have it and explore around there. Um, and uh, in the meantime, here is Diane's email on the video. So Diane at Diane Bogino. Check the spelling. There's one yep. N in Diane. If you email diane at dianebogino.com then um just email her and email her maybe do it in plain text so so um it doesn't land in her spam uh and just say you know loved your interview uh could i please have a copy of your book and she will reply and send you the pdf of the book um and yeah, you're if they send it to Diane at dianebogino.com, what they can do is just put in the subject line uh, book and that'll be fine okay. because I'll just email it right back to them. Yes, and it's Diane so, Bogino, not Diane Bogino. Yeah, think of a hair bow, a pair of jeans and oh, Bogino. <laughs> Bogino, my apologies for that. That's um, Blame it on me being an Aussie and, and uh, slightly less literate than my American uh, I've been called a lot worse. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> You're an enough. amateur. <laughs> <laughs> Diane Bogino. So um, that's great. So that's what you'll be able to do. 
so uh let me see oh look it it's just been such a pleasure talking with you diane is there anything else that you would like me to uh to cover on here well, I just would like to say that the Tandem Team X-ray program can actually change the culture of an organization. If, if your team is pulling apart instead of pulling together, um, we can go in and get everybody working together. I actually helped one client reach their billion dollar goal. That's billion with a B. So wow. uh, the program does work. And um, if, if, if people are having difficulties with their team working better or not being high performing, then I would ask them to give me a call and we'll chat at no obligation. Fantastic. Well, that's great. That's, that's, that's good. So you've got website, you've got email, we've got you covered. So I, I hope you have um, gained something from this interview. I certainly have. And, and just, you know, those, those key things, just, I love that. Be the hero of your own life. Whisper sweet nothings in your own ear. Instead of whining, take action. Take the, don't take time to whine, take action. So um, gosh, Diane, you are such an inspiration. It's just been an absolute pleasure having yes. you on Trish TV. Thank you. I have enjoyed it. And I'm so happy I got to know you, Trish. And I admire you too. So it goes both ways. Oh, that's great. And look, we've got another. Hey, Anthony, it's been absolutely great show with Remarkable. Yes, she is oh, an absolutely you. remarkable guest. She really has. It's just so awesome. Well, we're going to finish up with my um, with the uh, outro video and we'll finish up there. So uh, it's just been just a wonderful experience. Thank you so much, Diane. Thank you, Trish.